Welcome to episode 466 of Salcedo Paranormal. And tonight, I am doing another Listener Experiences episode. Uh, um, you can always find all episodes of the show, along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page. And that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O, paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show uh, to talk about them as we're doing tonight. Um, thank you all for listening. Whether you are here for these live streams on Discord or you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds or on the Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting. There you can hear replays of two episodes of the show every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. As always, I want to thank Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, as well as Liam Martin, host of the Exile Minds podcast, for producing the show and putting it up on the station. If you'd like to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can always share the show with others. And... Uh, I also rate and review the show on your podcast platform of choice. Also, I've written some paranormal fiction and nonfiction books you can check out on Amazon. And I am—I uh, have a Patreon page where I'll be putting out more content every, uh, hopefully, every week, starting soon, but at least once a month. And then I have uh, um, PayPal and Venmo links as well for if you would just like to make a one-time donation to the show, as there are always expenses, uh, both in the and equipment and research materials, and then travel expenses. I will be attending the um, Mid-Michigan Paracon this year, November 4th and 5th, uh, at the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. That's a Saturday and a Sunday, where I'll be re making recordings for the show, myself and anyone else who wants to be part of that, uh, talking about the paranormal and or your experiences. And then I'll be bringing those back and playing them on the show. Um, so I think that covers everything, and uh, I always enjoy these kinds of shows, these listener experience shows, because um, I think that's this is the most important part of, of doing this, and I hope to do more and more in the future as we get more and more listeners. And so um, uh, the guest tonight, I want to welcome uh, Jacob. Hello. Thank you for joining me and going through all those uh, hoops to get in here. Figured out. Yeah, so um, so thank you for also um, agreeing to do this and, and share your experiences. And uh, um, you can go in whatever order you'd like. And um, I'd be, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, what you want to share. So go right ahead. Okay, yeah. Uh, so talking to you from uh, Atlanta, Georgia, to, from when I was, uh, I lived here in the mid-90s for a while. Uh, I used to live in the countryside, uh, the town called Auburn, which is pretty close to some Civil War territories. Um, yeah, I was probably like 12 years old. This story, uh, I'm originally from, from Utah, but I was living here in uh, Georgia temporarily. And we lived in this uh, trailer, and it's a really backwoods, like country, rural area. So I just remember, always remember, you know, what what I was into, I remember the night before, I was like really, in, it was around the time, like a, I think a few years after the crow came out, but 
I was um, watching that movie. I watched it before I went to sleep. And if you if you know, like a trailer has like a hallway, like a skinny hallway, and usually the rooms are in the in the hallway section. And I had one of those rooms that didn't really have a door on it. So I always remember this experience because I watched the, the Crow the night before, and uh, the the Crow with Brandon Lee, uh, the original one. And then uh, so I'm I'm just you know, I watch this movie, go to sleep, and I'm like sleeping on my stomach, and my bed is like pretty much uh, right where the door is inside the room. And there's, again, there's no door, but it's just like an open space with where the hallway is. And uh, so I remember waking up in the middle of the night, and I just see this, like, I don't know if it's like, I'm, I'm not really, I don't really believe in, not like a super religious person, but I've just seen this angel-like figure just hovering in my hallway where my, the open space of my door was just hovering there looking at me. I didn't feel like any, uh, like fear or anything. It felt like, but it could also, I was thinking it's either, it could be an angel or it could be like, because uh, he's wearing this white dress. I could see that. And this uh, female seemed maybe like a teenager, maybe a little older, just hovering in my hallway looking at me and just kind of was looking at it. And uh, didn't really feel threatened by it. So, it, you know, and it only lasts maybe like, five to ten seconds then i was like okay i'm just gonna go back to sleep and that was it but i don't know if it was something maybe it was someone from the civil war or if it was maybe it could be some angel i don't know why they would be just looking at me that's that's what probably my first guess uh paranormal experience i would say yeah that's um that's interesting yeah Yeah. um and it is always that i always do wonder about that why um why people see things that are watching them and and it's really hard to know for any for sure any any reason especially when you're not getting anything else from whatever it is you're not getting any thoughts or they're not talking out loud or like it's just really hard to know and um but i'm glad that it was just something that was there and then basically i'm guessing eventually left because you were able to just fall asleep um but that, yeah, the, and that, that lady or girl in white, basically, that is, it's amazing how common that is, um, just all over the place, uh, in, in buildings and houses, but also outside, out in forests. It's really hard to know what that is. But, um, yeah, that's yours, yours is definitely not, not the first experience with something like that. And I wonder, that's a good point about possibly it being some kind of an angel. I wonder if maybe that's... Um, one of the forms that they take sometimes um it's and again i don't know but that's a um i hadn't thought of that before but that um makes me wonder now i wonder if that's the case in, in some situations yeah it was a really odd one but yeah i didn't really feel anything threatening by it but definitely uh you feel some weird energy out here in the south like and uh and now where i live at currently which is just in like atlanta there's like a there's like a park you can go hike at and it's a big like civil war part where there's like a street and on one side is the field where the uh the other uh like the north army was and then the other side of the the street is the southern side where they were they had a battalion straight up like lined up that's only about five or ten minutes away from where i live right now so and that's you know a lot of people died in in that war and of course that's a long time ago but you know maybe there's still something lingering around i would i wouldn't doubt it so 
Yeah, definitely. Um, it does seem like there's a lot of stories of experiences that people still have, have been having for decades and still have. Um, today, every once in a while, I'll, I'll come across a story about something that happens in, a, um, in or near a battlefield. So, um, yeah, I don't know what exactly is behind all that, but uh, it does seem to be a thing. And I've had a few other experiences throughout my life. I'm about 40 now. Um, so I, that was that experience in my trailer, uh, which took place probably around 95 or 96, I'd say. And then I was, I basically had some issues with like Georgia. I just didn't really like it. And my family was like, Hey, come back to, to Utah and stay with me if you if you want to. And I was like, yeah, just give me a, give me a ticket. I'm, I'm ready to get out of Georgia. So it's kind of a weird story, but I lived, I was back in Georgia from like 96 till just about a few months ago, I and mean, I'm I'm back here for some family stuff here in, in Georgia. But I kind of like it. It's uh, it's different out here. But anyways, going back to the Utah experiences, uh, I I grew up there in this uh, like downtown area, pretty close to Salt Lake City. And uh, if you've ever seen the movie uh, Salt Lake City Punk, you'll recognize some of the scenes where they filmed it there. Uh, there's this place called Memory Grove. It's one of the older it's like a war memorial uh, park. And, uh, oh man, this was only just a few years ago. I'll, I'll tell this story because uh, it's a, kind of a fun one. Um, but I always felt connected to this area. Downtown Salt Lake City, me and my friends used to skateboard downtown really quickly. But anyways, uh, just to bring up this, this park, Memory Grove, um, had some, some strange experiences there. Uh, so this was around the times of uh, COVID, I would say so. 2020 maybe i think it was in the summer or fall and uh and i actually lived so i would just go to memory grove all the time because i grew up there my my uncle when i was a kid he would take me at nighttime he always wanted to go check out all the like all the bugs and insects of the park and just you know he would uh just wanted to explore the park at nighttime because he was like a like a night shift person would be off he's like oh let's go to the park it's across the street so but it just always felt like home to me but anyways fast forward uh you know, 20 something years later during COVID, uh, I was, I used, I didn't have a car at the time. So I was getting groceries downtown in Salt Lake city. And I had to walk back home where I lived and you could actually on the way to my residence, which is actually near the capital area of Salt Lake city. You could walk through memory grove on the way. And there's like a trail that kind of goes up to the capital. It's kind of a shortcut, but I would go down there on my way. I didn't really like some of my roommates at the time. So, I was just happy to be outside in a park where I grew up at. I felt comfortable. So I, I you know, had, some, had my backpack with me, my, uh, I think either my headphones or my Bluetooth speaker. I don't really remember. So I'm, uh, I'm in this park, Memory Grove, and it's probably like 10 or 11 at night. I have a backpack. I have you know, a couple drinks in there. And I'm sitting on this staircase. This, uh, this staircase is, is at the, where the road is in the park. And if you go up these stairs, it has some zigzag trails. That's it's like maybe a half a mile up these trails, and, you, and that actually leads you right to where the Capitol building is. I used to walk up there, but then it has like uh, these trails, and like have a uh, it's like lit up at night. It has like some trail lights and stuff. But I would just hang out down at the bottom where these stairs stairs were, because you can see like the whole park and what's going on at nighttime. And I was like, oh, I'll just enjoy my music. And uh, and I have this flat surface that's made out of uh, brick. It's part of the staircase. 
and uh, I'm just setting some drinks down, just enjoying my music, you know. And I see this, uh, I see this girl, uh, pretty attractive girl, walking down the main street in Memory Grove. She's walking in front of me, like walking further into the park at night, which is, in my opinion, I mean, it's, it's. I grew up there, so I feel okay, but it's also been a place where people have been attacked up there. It's not the most like safest park. I'm like, why would this girl be just walking through this uh, park at nighttime? You know, I, I said hi, whatever, and she didn't even she like acknowledged me for a second, and just kept walking off. And then I was like, okay, didn't think much of it. Okay. Uh, another special thing about this park is if you go farther up the park and then you go across the grass and cross this bridge, there's another set of stairs uh, that actually leads up. They have a uh, someone made this in the stone. Uh, you can sit down in this area, but there's actually a, an actual pentagram that's carved into the to the rock at the top of this other staircase, and then there's a pentacle on the other side of it, uh, or a pentacle. So those, it's uh, if you've ever been to that park, you'll know what I'm talking about. And so I would go up there too, just because uh, I don't know, it's just fun around walk around this park at night for me. I'm like, okay, I see the girl uh, walk kind of further down the trail into the darkness, which for me, like even growing up in that park, I would not go farther than that because the trail at night, it's, like, it's just pure darkness. You can't even see where it goes. Mm-hmm. It's a little eerie. So, but anyways, I was like, okay, that's really weird that someone would just walk in there by herself. Like, like wait, whatever. I go back to the original staircase where I was, where I was at, and I'm just like, okay, I'm chilling, um, listening to music, and I and I have a beverage just sitting flat on some stone. It's like not windy outside or anything, and all of a sudden it just tips over. And it just starts rolling down this uh, dirt hill from the, like, tipped over to the side. And just rolled over, and I was kind of, like, I was kind of shocked. Like, what the hell? It's my drink, you know? And I, and I pick it up. Okay. Didn't think much of it. I'm like, okay, I'm just killing time. I don't really want to go home yet. And uh, say, so I'm sitting there just into my music, and it does it again. It just flips my drink over. Now I'm really pissed. And I just got this sense of something, like, watching me. I mean, my, my, uh, hairs on my back of my neck are just standing up i'm just like all right whatever i'm just packing my stuff up i'm like i just i drank what was left of my drink i was like all right i'm getting out of here because like some, something weird is here i don't know how to feel about this and i just went home but it was like you know there's i would try to make a, a figure out an explanation for this you know it's not windy outside it's a very flat service or surface um, I've only had like a, maybe a drink or two. I'm fine. I'm not like super intoxicated. So why is this happening? You know, it's a very uh, weird experience. But yeah, that was back uh, maybe summer of 2020. It's a weird hmm. one. Yeah, sounds like someone was trying to get your attention with that. I mean, knocking something over like that twice in a row, like that on, on a flat surface. That's that's um hard to mistake that for much else. But it's a very charged area. That park. Right. Is, if you see the movie SLC Punk, it's like where the the scene where they're they're dropping acid in the park, and they're like they're in the daytime and they're like talking about their experience. And you know, if you've seen that movie, you probably know what I'm talking about. But yeah, they filmed that in that location. But it's a cool area, really good hiking trails. Uh, really popular in the daytime. Everyone's walking their dogs and stuff. But at nighttime, it's a whole other different place. But I'm just experienced with it. So yeah, huh? Yeah, no, I, I've um. It there it, there is something in places. Some places have that different feeling at night than they do in the day. Um, I, I don't know. 
how that works, but it's um I have told this before i I agreed to watch um my dad and stepmom's house for them one week uh this was years ago uh and uh and while they were gone and and um the house was fine during the day, but at night it was like people that I could not see but I could just sense just started just coming into the house, and I had to have music or a TV or something playing all night while I was there that week while I'm watching the house. Because otherwise it just got to be, it just got to be too weird. The feeling just got too weird. Not bad, but just too strong. And it started to freak me out. So I had to always have something going at night. So I so I get what you mean there in a way. Um, it's not bad. Yeah, it sounds like if it's unnerving, it's a good way to distract or something like that. Or distract from the, whatever's going on, maybe. Yep. Yeah, I think so. And I wasn't as into all this as I am now. But if, if it happened now, I'd I'd be sitting there with everything off and just seeing what else would happen. But this was a good ten, well, maybe twenty, oh, maybe fifteen years ago, almost twenty years ago. So okay. I wasn't as into this then at the time. So, but yeah, go ahead with uh, whatever you want, wherever you want to go next. Oh man, um, those are some good ones of, of mine. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a few. I have a few other ones so I could give a little bit of backstory here. Uh, it kind of deals with the movie uh, Halloween, and I'm, which I'm a huge fan of. Uh, I'm a big horror movie freak, and I'm just cause my my parents were like, they were like, oh, they were partying with their friends and playing poker and stuff when I was a, a young age, and they're just like, yeah, just, we're gonna put on The Exorcist for you. It's fine. You want? I'm like seven years old. <laughs> I just thought it was okay. You know? And, uh, and, you know, I was like really terrified of horror movies but at the same time, fascinated. But so that was right. where Halloween comes in. I told this uh, one of the times I, I talked to, uh, Mike Strink, where, um, so I lived in this, this is close to the where Memory Grove is, about two miles north into the Avenues area. I, I, I lived for a while and, uh, about another like mile south of there was where they film Halloween four and five of the franchise in this uh, neighborhood in the Avenues really close to me. So uh, this will lead into this uh, story I'm going to tell you about. But anyways, I ended up having, um, so my circle of friends, we were like a bunch of BMX kids in the avenues, but I, we had a circle of friends. I had a, one of my friends lived like a block away from the Myers house. And uh, so he comes up one of the times we're all hanging out together. And he's like, Michael Myers is real because they're filming the movie nearby. And he, he got wind of that. And so he, he tells all of us other part of the crew. And he's like, we're just oh great we're just like terrified i knew what it was because because my family like would put on horror movies and stuff and uh so i ended up being terrified of michael myers for a long time as a as a child and uh i was kind of afraid of the dark for a while that the way that the shape of his mask would just light up the darkness it was just very chilling to me so i had a issue with the dark for a while and i got over it um but anyways um getting into my uh 20s I moved in with uh, one of my, my uh, with my bass player, my death metal band at the time, and his girlfriend, and they lived in the same avenues area, but like down towards the more closer to downtown, and uh, by this coffee shop. And still, you know, they'd be they would leave the house, and I was just I had like a lingering like subconscious fear of Michael Myers. So, and I'm like in my early mid twenties at this point. And uh, I'd just be in my apartment by myself in the daytime, just like checking my closets, you know, just making sure Michael Myers is not in my mm. uh, house. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah. It, and of course, but so this same place where I lived at at the time, um, 
I was playing in some. I was I was uh, playing guitar and singing in a death metal band at the time, but I was also playing drums in like another metal band. My friend lived up the street, and he was like a night owl like me. And it's one of the nights I didn't have to work, so he's like, "Oh, he hits me up at like midnight. Come over, we're, we're partying over here." I go, "I'm okay." I'm like, "All right, cool." I got my bike, and so I go down the stairs, and it's probably like around midnight. Like I was saying, and in the courtyard, I just have my bike locked up there, like by these bushes, locked up to a tree, and uh, getting ready to go meet my friend and have some drinks with him or my bandmate um, from the band I play drums in. And yeah, so I'm unlocking my bike from this tree, and wow the one of the darkest most like chilling experiences i've ever felt in that in the avenues area was just just came up from behind me and it's it's like a nice night nice summer fall night or whatever and this is probably back mid like early mid 2000s somewhere uh, when i lived there and i was just like i got on my bike i managed to get my key or my lock undone got on my bike and like just scrambled to get down this hill out of this courtyard and it's just all grass and I'm just going down this hill. I almost crashed my bike because I was so unnerved by this experience. And then you go down, and it's like there's a sidewalk, and then there's a street that goes uh, east to west. And I almost biffed it going down this hill on my mountain bike just because I was so freaked out. And I got out of there, and I just and I it took me a minute to to uh, to get my stuff together and actually be able to ride my bike. I got to the street, and I and I got to my friend's house, and I was telling him, and he was like, "Oh man, that's crazy," you know. But uh, and then I still lived there for uh, a good six months after that. But man, that that experience—I don't know what that was, but you could tell like night from day when you're feeling fine. You know, you're just on your way to your friend's house, and all of a sudden you're not. Something just just takes your world and just almost turns it upside down, like energetically. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much unnerved me. So yeah, that was that was a, a crazy experience I had. And this is yeah, um, the Avenues area of Salt Lake City, but probably the the, yeah. the weirdest. I've had, I'd say for for sure, but that was a crazy one. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's really. I don't think it's not so, something that you hear about a ton, like in popular culture. But the the paranormal doesn't always just show up as a, a full blown apparition. Sometimes it's just a feeling, and it's just like energy, like you said. It's definitely a um, a thing, and I think that's why it gets written off in some cases uh, by some people that are just don't think or don't want to think that any of this can be real, but anyone that's had an experience like that or similar uh, can can say there's something going on there. That kind of reminds me of that situation, and, and at the time, I'm, it's, it just reminds me of something. This um, I don't know if you know who Dario Argento is. He's like another horror movie director from Italy. Um, put out this. He used to do this stuff with effects. It was like in the cinematography, he'd have just like this really chilling wind effect and he'd have like this music just really like pulsating music that had this effect for this movie called Suspiria uh which is one of the more popular movies and he would have uh like this stalker out in the distance in this like field and this like girl is like she gets this sense that something's watching her and it's just like the whole build up to this scene it almost felt like something like that like something was watching you and you know someone was doing that so just sounds like that. It almost felt like something like that out of a Dario Argento movie, which is ironic because I was also hugely into like Italian horror films at the time in my early twenties. But it definitely it, it's it's on parallel with an experience uh, from Suspiria. If you if you know some of the opening scenes in that movie, you know what I'm talking about. But but yeah, I don't know if you're a big horror movie freak like me, but yeah. 
Yeah, not so much, but I, I mean, I've heard of a lot of them. Um, I, I'm, I've my ears have always been really sensitive, so like I, I can't do movies that have uh, jump scares or loud sudden noises so well. Gotcha. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, I, I've read a lot of Stephen King books and Dean Koontz books, some of those, and sure. so I'm I'm into sort of the the genre of horror in a way, but I I can't do the movies, but. Uh, but yeah, I've heard of. I think I've heard of every movie that you've mentioned so far tonight. So I'm aware of it all. I just don't watch it. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's a whole other world of like just being obsessed with that stuff. You know, I was gonna one time I was convinced I was gonna move to Italy and try to marry a girl named Sarah, all because of Dario Argento movies. Like his main protagonist was like some girl named Sarah. I was like, this seemed like a great place to move. <laughs> but I never. But yeah, just a weird side story there. Yeah, no, that's um, it. It does seem like uh, movies and fiction and entertainment—they seem to uh, connect with things that happen in real life, so in different ways. It's been a huge influence on me. I don't know if that has, has any. I mean, yes, I, I've I wrote a lot of music inspired by dreams I've had. A lot of dark, haunting, brutal ones. That's very horror stuff. Um, just cause I didn't know what else to channel it. You know, I, I used to journal my dreams a lot. I still do. I'm sure some sort of horror movie obsession creeps in with that, but I, I do like I do like I've read a lot of horror fiction and Stephen King. Like yeah, like, that's I, I remember you were talking about the Dark Tower series, like in one of the shows, and I was perfect you mentioned that because that's like one of my all-time favorite series. It's so good. So yeah, I did a, a review, a series of review shows on the on those books, um, and uh, that was really hard to summarize. There's oh, yeah. some books that are pretty easy to just kind of give a brief summary, 24 minutes, well, 20 minute summary, and but that series, oh my gosh, that was difficult to do. But um, I thought it was important because it does touch on so many things, and um, with the, with the paranormal and with um, all the, all the aspects of that, with with the spirits and with um, just all the different possibilities of other dimensions and. Um, multiverse and all that those things so yeah I'm revisiting it with audiobook when i do that recent um sometimes so, but do you have a favorite book from the series or oh that's difficult um i would say closer to them i would i would almost say woes of the kala because mm. that's that, that's sort of when the group is the the group of characters is uh, even though stuff is going on, they're fully formed and they're all kind of okay with what they're doing. They're established, and it's just um, a really amazing book. But uh, but yeah, I mean, what's really odd about that series, and I'll, then I'll get off of this. But I like all the odd number books more than the even number books, like the um, the Gunslinger, the Wastelands, Wolves of the Kala. And then the last book, which is called The Dark Tower. I like those overall more than the other books. So, I don't know. If that's just the, the nature of t- trying to tell such a, such a massive story, if you're going to have... If some of those books are entire, like, low points in the series. Um, but, yeah, that, that's that's something I've noticed. And there's weird parallels with Wolves and the Cala, if, um to this other... Uh, film series that came out on Netflix not too long ago, the Midnight Mass. I don't know if you had uh, if you've heard about that one, but I've heard of like, it. Yeah, it's like 
it reminds me a lot of Wolves of the Cala and then mixed with something from Salem's Lot. Like, it's like the guy definitely was like making a homage to like Stephen King in a way, but man, there's a, you know, you got the stereotypical like preacher showing up and which reminded me of that. But no, it's a great series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, it's really funny that you say that. This is, this happened a little while back now. When it came out, I did a whole ser- well, a couple, two or three shows with, um, on Trouble Minds Radio with uh, with Mike and uh, Derek, uh, the Night Stalker, as well as in one part I think Rohan was in there too. Um, nice. We did a review of that whole of that whole Midnight Mass TV series, right, and uh, yeah, and and I I sort of was the one out of the group that didn't watch it, and so it was really fun because the, everyone was trying to describe it to me. As they were, we were going through this 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 review, the series of review shows, and um, so it was really a lot of fun. It, it's I don't know how far back it is, um, but it's a little ways back now. So I yeah, yeah, cause I enjoyed the series. I mean, I thought it was kind of weird towards the end, but I'm I'm very like I don't know, some biased, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you will, of course, but whatever. Not my not my artistic vision. So what is my right. opinion anyway? So. Right. Yeah. Well, um, you're welcome to share anything else you want to, or we can end it here. Whatever uh, works for you. Uh, I think that's good. I have a few more stories. Maybe I'll tell like another time. But yeah, that's a few of my uh, ones that have been connected with myself. You know, I've, I've definitely had some unnerving moments in my life. I'm not sure what to take of it, but whatever. Still here. Yeah. No. Thank you for sharing and coming on here, and happy to have you back on some other time to share um, more of your experiences and go from there. Hi, man. Good talking with you. You as well. Thank you, and have a great night. All right, you too, man. Or or leave, or however you want to do that. Either way, it's fine. Okay, I'll drop off. Thanks. No problem. So, um, thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you all on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care.